This is the Dating While Adulting Podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwhileadulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. What's up, decent people? I really appreciate you all coming back and listening to me talk my talk and all that good stuff. All right, check this out. I want to start by talking about a few different topics that relate to one larger topic. And at the end of this episode, I figure if you hadn't figured it out by then, by the time we get to the end, then I'll make a point to mention how I feel like these things relate. Um, first and foremost, while I was doing my normal reading and well, first and foremost, even before that, first and foremost, I'm your host. I am Michael. I'm one of your hosts. There's another host, but he never comes on, but it is what it is. Anyway, so back to the first that really wasn't supposed to be the first, but I was doing my normal reading like I do, and I came across an interesting article on Yahoo. I really like Yahoo. It's one of the places I go to find stuff and well, not to find stuff, but just for my reading, just keeping current on what's going on in the world. But there was an interesting article while I was doing my reading. It was on dinks. And for those of you that don't know what a dink is, a a dink is an acronym for dual income, no kids. Now, I'm fully aware that for many of you that listen to this particular podcast and for the demographic of this podcast, being a dink really doesn't apply to you because you already may have had your kids and you may have already been married and divorced by now. And you might not, even if you have been divorced, you might not currently have a man or a woman, depending on whatever it is your preference is. So I understand that, that it doesn't apply, but as you go into dating and as you meet that person, and hopefully we all will meet our people, And while, you know, many of us might be past the prime to even think about having kids, hey, some of you still might might want one. As a matter of fact, I come across a lot of profiles on online dating for women in their 40s and even 50s that still want kids. It is is amazing to me, but I don't have any. I fall into the demographic of a dink, and I am very thankful for that, but I digress. The article specifically talked about how more and more people, both male and female, are making conscious choices as couples and even as single people when they enter into relationships to not have kids. Instead, they're they're choosing to enjoy each other as a couple. What a novel concept. And with that, they take advantage of the perks of having the benefit of an extra income without the responsibility of having to spend that extra money on expensive kids. Because... You don't have to have kids to know that they cost a lot of money. They eat eat out each out of house and home. They're always getting sick. They're always getting hurt. Don't get me started on that. I mean, you all know how expensive kids are, whether you have them or not. Yeah, you don't find too many people with kids who are balling out of control unless they're committing crimes or unless or either they're making tons of money either way. Another reason why this um, article was interesting to me was because it was how I felt 30 years ago. Apparently, I was ahead of my time because back then, finding a woman that didn't want kids was truly like finding a needle in a haystack. 
like women back then acted like having kids was an obligation as much as anything else. It, it, it still trips me out how I don't even want to get back into that, but I was a vanguard. I was ahead of my time. And now that I'm old as hell, now everybody wants to jump on the trains. Like where were all y'all on the train when I, anyway, let's neither here nor there. And, and even though I'm coming across a lot of empty nesters or kind of empty nesters, and what I mean by kind of empty nester is like a parent who has kids and the kids are old enough to be on their own, but they come back and they're still living there despite the fact that they're 25 years old, which I'm dating more and more women. I'm meeting more and more women that are experiencing that scenario. It's like you feel the sense of relief because their kids are like of age to be out of the house, but strangely, their kids aren't out of the house. It's a phenomenon, whatever. I just, I just want to be able to go to the Chipotle down the street from my house and be able to get some, get a burrito. And the reason I bring that up is because they're not open after four because they can't find people to work. So all these 20 year olds that are living with their parents, go work at Chipotle so I can get a burrito bowl. But I, but I digress. I, I digress. I digress. And it's funny when I'm talking to these empty nesters, the kind of empty nesters. One of the things that's interesting is that when talking to them about their kids, they'll always roll out this dis disclaimer, which says something like, don't get me wrong. I really love my kids. So if somebody starts a conversation or starts with that sentence or whatever, or adds that sentence in where it's like, don't get me wrong, I really love my kids, you know <laughs> that there's something bad about their kids that's coming up after that point. <laughs> but after they say that, then they'll get to the point. And while you won't find many that, that will openly admit to regretting having their kids, even though I've encountered quite a few that have, but that's another story. Most of them, most will say that if they had it to do all over again, they would probably make some different choices. Now, read into that what you will, but it sounds like regret to me. It's like they can't say if I, if, if I had it to do all over again, I wouldn't have those crumb snatches. But is what it sounds like, or maybe it could say, because I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, maybe it could be them saying, yo, if I had it to do all over again, I would have been more responsible in terms of waiting. Um, I was too young. I would have spent time getting myself together. I would have uh, made better choices as to who the father or mother would have been. Uh, things like that. It's interesting because as I talk about that, I... It reminds me of an article or something that I read about Summer Walker and Summer Walker, who had just had a kid with, uh, he's a producer dude. London made the track. I literally did just think of that. London made, London made the track. London on the track. London something, something. He's a producer. He actually does good work too. But in the article, interview, whatever you want to call it, Summer Walker, when asked about any regret about having the kid, she said that she didn't regret having the kid. She, regret, she regretted the person that she chose to procreate with, or she would have thought twice about the person that she decided to procreate with. Forgive me for like not getting that quote 100%. It just popped in my head. Otherwise, I would have like looked it up so I could have read it to you verbatim. But as I'm talking about this topic, that's where my mind went. It made me think of that. But 
you know, whether it is regret or not, you know, as the kids get older or as not the kids, but as people get older, some realize that they've missed out on the major part of their life and that major part of their life that they missed out on in favor of having kids is just plain old fun. (laughs) And the point that I'm making is that more people are making conscious choices not to have kids in favor of having fun. The, the article also talks about the Dink community, the dual income, no kid community. And yes, there is a community, not one that existed when I was going through this thing. <laughs> but we talked about how this community, they got together because they had to stand together for to combat people. And this is something I experienced so many times, too many times to count. But combat, combat people that want to make you feel like you're a bad person or you're selfish or something like that for making a conscious choice not to have kids. And I and Reggie, yes, that Reggie, a long time ago, we had a conversation on this particular episode, I mean, on this particular podcast about how it's probably more selfish to actually have kids in this day and age, bringing kids into this world in in the midst of all of this mess going on, wars, pandemics, and now as I'm recording this in the midst of these January 6th, if you live in the United States, you're really familiar with the whole insurrection at the Capitol and stuff like that. If you're not from the United States and you're not familiar with it, you should read about it. It's pretty interesting reading. It's fascinating, actually. But bringing kids in the midst of all of this stuff is... It's kind of weird, but, you know, but yeah, but when you think about the growing number of dinks, dual income, no kids, or even single people like myself that that have made the conscious choice not to have kids, and then you combine that with the study that I read back in the day that said that more and more people were having less and less sex, put all that together and what do we have? I'll answer that question in a second. On on a side note, before I get to that question, which goes into what the topics have in common, but on a side note, and to the point about not having kids, I literally had a conversation with a woman three days ago, and it cracks me up even thinking back to it because the conversation literally started, and I am not exaggerating when I tell you this, The conversation literally started with her saying, you don't have kids. So that makes you kind of suspect in my book. Now, this is a woman I met through online dating, if you couldn't tell. And on online dating, obviously, you list whether you have kids or not. I listed I don't, obviously. And so that was the very first thing that came out of her mouth when I called her. And so I responded to her by asking her, so I would be less suspect if I had three kids by three different women? How does that work? And her reply to that was, nah, one kid by um, one ex-wife, that would be ideal. Wow. And she was dead serious. She was dead serious on that one. Um, Needless to say, that was our first and only conversation, but it's interesting. But let me move on. I want to talk about Carson Daly. 
for people that don't know, Carson Daly used to be on MTV. He was a VJ. I think he was the original host of Total Request Live for people who are old enough to remember MTV when they actually played videos and had a show called Total Request Live where people would call in and request videos like BET's 106 and Park. And from that, he parlayed that into his own show. And then eventually he found himself on the Today Show he might still be on it. I really don't know. Not sure. Blah, blah, blah. But what made him interesting to me um, is that he said in an interview that I recently read that he and his wife got what he referred to as sleep divorce. And to make a long story short, they were having problems in their marriage. It, what else is new with that? And in an effort to fix things, one of the things that they came up with was that they should sleep in separate rooms. So they started doing that years ago. And all of these years later, they both proclaimed that that decision was the best decision that they ever could have made for their marriage. As a matter of fact, going a little bit deeper into my research on this, I read an article that, list, that cited a study that said that one in four married couples either share separate beds in the same room kind of like that old, those old school 1950 shows where you had the husband and wife in the bedroom in two separate beds and had like a, a nightstand and a lamp in the middle of them. Little did I know when I was watching those shows as a kid, and no, I wasn't around in the 50s, but still I watched those 50 shows when I was a kid. I thought that's how married couples got down. I didn't know that it was because in the 1950s, it was not acceptable to show a man and a woman in the same bed, even though men and women, married couples, slept in the same bed. So when I was watching those shows, I literally thought that, I literally thought that that's how marriage worked. You got married and you slept in separate beds. But now as I'm reading this study, that is the way that marriages should work, I guess, in theory, because one in four either sleep in separate beds in the same room or separate rooms all together. <clears throat> so that's interesting. And again, I'm getting tired of all these things tied together in my mind in a second. The third thing that I want to mention is, is funny to me, but it does relate as well to the previous two topics. This is about puffy or diddy or daddy or puff or love or whatever his name is this particular week i'm not mad at him puff is cool I, I got no beef with him as if i know him or something like that but he is dating young miami of the rap group city girls most of you probably know puffy and who he is but you might not be as familiar with the city girls and who they are and like i said it's a rap group Young Miami is one of the members. Young Miami is 28 years old. Puffy is 52. Like I said, they're dating. Or at least it's reported that they're dating. Who knows with these celebrity cats, it could be something for publicity, but we're just going to go with it because that's what's being reported. And it's more entertaining for me to like accept it as truth. So it's a made December romance, obviously. Oh, what's funny there are a couple of things that's funny about this whole thing to me one is that there are a lot of people who don't approve of this relationship and are quick to 
tell young Miami that they don't approve of this relationship, partially because they think that Puffy's going to use her or something like that, as if it's their business or something like that, as if they know Puffy personally or something like that. Uh, it is what it is. But that's the one thing that's funny to me. The other thing that's funny and even more funny, really funny to me, is young Miami's response to the criticism. So young Miami was on a podcast, the podcast, and I always like to give these um, pod, other podcasts credit when I like cite, when I get information from them. But this podcast was call, is called Carisha Please, C-A-R-E-S-H-A. So Carisha, Carisha Please. So on the Carisha Please podcast, um, Young Miami was asked about the criticism. And I want to get this right. I want to quote this because I don't want to paraphrase, paraphrase this. I want to get this right. <laughs> Let me find this joint. Okay. <clears throat> the following is Young Miami's response to the negative criticism about her dating Puffy. Y'all always gonna come and say, don't do this, don't do that. Don't tell me what to fucking do because I'm living my best motherfucking life. I don't need no relationship advice from nobody because y'all bitches ain't married neither. Y'all bitches ain't been together with y'all, man. Like, please, I don't need no relationship advice from nobody. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Quote, I don't need relationship advice from nobody on the internet. I'm good. I'm having a good time. I know how to keep a man. If I wanted to have a man, I know how to keep one. I don't need relationship advice from y'all. Y'all bitches ain't married. Y'all bitches is baby mamas. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ain't no N-word walking me. Ain't no N-word. Treat me no type of way. Bitches, I get princess treatment. <laughs> You're welcome. That's all I can say. I had to pull that up because I had to read that verbatim because my paraphrasing it just wouldn't have done it justice. Y'all bitches is baby mamas. <laughs> Shit is funny, dude. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I'll tell you what, I'm a fan now. Anyway. So, I'm sorry. My eyes are watering. That was funny to me. So, what these things speak to, and after that first topic, when I said, what do we have here, whatever I said, um, what these things and what these topics all have in common, ladies and gentlemen, and what I've always been preaching is that to make relationships work, you need to stop relying on those old school traditions that you think work for your grandmom and granddad. And when I say that you think worked for them, if you really dug into the details, and I keep saying this over and over again, if you really dug into the details of your grandmom and granddad's relationship, you'll find that you wouldn't put up with half the shit that they put up with. Yeah, so, need to let that old school stuff go and you need to start thinking outside the box as to what makes relationship work in the 2000s 
I keep saying, I keep saying that times have changed and we've changed as people, but people still want to get into the back and forth about what a man needs to do to be in a relationship and what makes him a man and what a woman needs to do when she's dating a man and all this stuff. Even though I will say, and to women's credit, women seem, women seem to have done a good job of rejecting their part of that traditional stuff, even though they it's hypocritical because they still try to hold guys to their part of the traditional stuff. Shout out to the ladies, though, for rejecting that old school, old school BS. Now, you just need to, like, accept that you accept that your man don't want to do that either. Got these dudes out here thinking <laughs> That these things dudes thinking out here that they need to still like do the equivalent of like plowing fields and all that mess because you trick them into believing that that's what makes them a man and all that mess. Man, y'all better drop that traditional stuff, men and women, all that old school mess and get with what will truly sustain a relationship in this day and age. Gotta keep all of that men ain't shit, women ain't shit stuff down. <sighs> Yeah, but and, and and that's whether you decide to have kids to devote, deciding not to have kids to devote more time to your spouse or sleeping in separate rooms or even homes, if that'll make the relationship work or getting you somebody that's 24 years younger or 24 years older. Hey, the point I'm making is the point I keep making on these podcasts, and that's, yo, you need to find whatever it is that works for you and yours and not relying on what other people say works, considering they line about what, what works or what has worked back in the day and all of that mess. Nah, you need to find out what works for you, what worked for these people or those people back in the day. Nah, you shouldn't just automatically assume that that's going to hit for you. But that's neither here nor there. It actually that is here and there. But as I close, like I like to do, and speaking of things not working, Big Boy of the rap group Outcast and his wife um, have gotten a divorce. And yes, their divorce falls into the parameters of this show, which means that they were married for 20 years, actually 20 years on the dot. His wife, now ex-wife, um, Sharice, I want to say. I think her name is Sharice. I'm sorry if it's not. Um, his ex-wife actually filed for divorce in 2013, and they wound up reconciling after that. I don't think the divorce went through. Um, but what's interesting about that whole thing is after they wound up getting back together, they filed a post-nuptial agreement. Hmm. It's interesting. And also what's interesting is Big Boy at the time chalked that reconcil reconciliation up to Jesus, saying that the family that prays together or the couple that prays together, they stay together. Look, here's what I'll say to that part. Y'all need to stop putting everything on Jesus. Just because you may want something and then you get it, that doesn't necessarily mean that Jesus is cool with it or Jesus facilitated. Now, he did allow it to happen, obviously, because you got it. And if he didn't want you to have it, you wouldn't have it. But just Jesus standing out of the way while you wind up getting something that you wanted all, all along, that don't necessarily mean that Jesus was cool with it. 
So if you're thinking Jesus for just standing out of the way while letting you do what you want to do anyway, that's one thing. But saying that Jesus ordained it or whatever, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm stepping off my skis. Maybe I'm getting off my square on this, but I'm just thinking that if Jesus really was, you know, in this and all of that, like you claim, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have gotten divorced nine years later. Like Jesus put his stamp on it for nine years. Or maybe I did. And I just don't understand things. I just don't understand how, 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 how. Which could be the case, which could be the case. I mean, who really knows the will of the Lord? We can follow the tenets of the Bible or the Quran or whatever doctrine you follow to get an idea. But, you know, when you get into the micro, I don't know. Does God want me to have a Ferrari? Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Or maybe Big Boy and his wife, they shouldn't have had kids. Or maybe they should have slept in separate rooms. They probably did sleep in separate rooms while they were fighting and all of that. But I guess it didn't work in the same way that Carson Daly's marriage worked. But I guess they wound up sleeping in separate rooms to preserve the marriage, whereas Big Boy and his wife might have slept in separate rooms just to get away from each other because they couldn't stand each other. Either way, they should have started sleeping in separate rooms while things were going good and not waiting for things to go bad before they slept in separate rooms, allegedly. Yeah, maybe should have tried it sooner. Obviously, I'm joking, but shout out to them. And, you know, I always hate to hear about people getting divorced and stuff like that. But if it's going to happen, um, we'll talk about it right here. But that's all I have to say for today. Yeah, y'all, y'all go do your thing. But first, yo, Reggie, um, Reggie, you want to say what's up to the people? Actually, Reggie's going to be here next week. Um, we'll see if I can get him on. We'll see if I can get him on camera. Probably not, but we'll see what happens. But until then, until the next opportunity that I get to speak to you all, or you all get the opportunity to listen to me. And let me just say again, I really appreciate you all listening and telling other people. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, yeah, it really is nice. All right. I'm done with this. As I say, always goodbye.